right, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy Friday. Bowza's here in the chat. Let's go, says Bowza. Let's go. Let's, Let's go. go. Let's go. Good to see everybody here. Weekly Nintendo News Roundup live each and every Friday night. The all-in crew breaks down the weekend Nintendo news. We're here tonight doing exactly that. Lots to talk about. The big story, I think, of the week is probably LRG3. Um, a lot, you know, kind of low-key, <laughs> the, the really good. The top ten biggest news stories of the week are, are yeah. LRG. Yeah, there's, there's a lot to dig into just with that, but there's some other stuff to dig into as well. But what we need to uh-huh. dig into first, Eric, is shouting out our patrons. Absolutely. The Let's Go Club. The Let's Go Club at patreon.com slash all in podcast. Lots of friends and supporters making the dreams come true over there. Big thanks to everybody who supports us over there, especially our Golden Banana Tier supporters like Rob Yapel, Third Strongest Mole, Sean, Shano, Baggins, Ashton, Tim A, aka Neo Prime 33, aka Nintendo Dad number four, Matt, Shy Guy, City Murray, Phelan Ward, Bill Tucker, Marcus O'Neill, Liam D, Bowza, who's in the chat. Let's go, Bowza. Gamer Jason and Let's Andrew go. Wilkins. Big thanks to all of our Golden Banana Tier supporters. Moving to our Triforce tier. We need to thank Josh Vaughn, the godfather of Tingle Love Tuesday, John Dat Fast Cummins of the Retrologic Podcast, as well as the On Topic Retro Podcast, the Globe Trotting Jet Setting Nintendo Hub and Sparky of the Nintendo Hub right here on YouTube, Adam Caparello of the Retro Groove Podcast, as well as Octo Rock 1982 right here on YouTube, Shy Guy, the other half of our Shy Guy mod squad. Thank you, Shy Guy. Daniel Hinojosa, Dan and Luma, Solo Something, and the legend himself. The first round draft pick forever in our hearts. Uncle Randy. Uncle Randy. That's right, Uncle Randy. Love you very much. Thank you for your continued love and support, everybody. Uh, Y'all are making the dreams come true, keeping the lights on. I'm playing Hurt tonight, y'all. I'm not going to lie. I'm playing Hurt tonight. So we're going to try to get through this. I I took a fall last night. Oh, did you really? Um, Yeah, my, my uh, my wife came home. Uh, last night from her work hitch and I was moving. Uh, and you we fell got a, for your wife all over again. That's so sweet. <laughs> yeah, I literally fell. I hurt myself pretty bad. Um, I'm sorry, I f- man. Yeah, I fell on the concrete outside and uh, skinned my knee. I haven't skinned my knee in like 20 years. It was pretty rough. Um, mm. it, was, it was gnarly. And it's one of those things too where you realize like when I was a kid, I used to take injuries like all the time, skateboarding and stuff, and it was like no big deal. But then you're like, I'm so old, dude. Like no, no, it's like how I'll never financially recover from. Oh this my god, skin my knee about like I don't know six inches down my leg probably, um, and I uh, it was it was pretty nasty. Got like glass in it and stuff. It's pretty bad. Mm. And then um, and then also twisted my ankle on the other side. It was yeah, it was it was rough. So I did not have a good night last night. So playing hurt today, but I'm trying to keep the energy up. And uh, we're, we're going to get through it because we do have some fun stuff to talk about, thankfully. Thank God, if this were a light news week, if this was the kind of week where, like, there wasn't anything going on, I might have been like, yo, Eric, let's just call an audible for this week. <laughs> um, but I'm here. My, my knee is wrapped up. My wife nursed me back to health. And, um, and we're, we're here doing it, man. It's, uh, yeah, let's go. Let's Absolutely. Go. And quick shout out, you know, I talked about our number one draft pick forever in our hearts, Uncle Randy, but quick piece of housekeeping. We did, in fact, do the second half of our uh, uh, our Nintendo fantasy draft with the Nintendo Pals this past week, which is up on your patron feed right now. So Not if yet. you are Not one yet. of it hasn't our... hasn't hit yet. Oh, no, 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 no. It'll go okay. up tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow, okay. 
So mm-hmm. it'll be up on your patron feed tomorrow. Definitely be on the lookout for that. Things are getting very, very interesting here in the second half of the year. So make sure and go ahead and check that out. If you're not a patron, you can get access to that for just one dollar. Yeah, or free. One dollar. There's, there's a seven day free trial to the Golden Banana tier. So I mean, you can literally get in for free if you want and and hear the second round draft picks. Uh, and also get some information on the punishments for uh, for the Fantasy Critic League against the Nintendo Pals. A lot of fun. Yeah, that'll hit tomorrow. Um, I, I wanted to time it around the release of the episode because, of course, we have uh, all in a Nintendo podcast drops on Saturdays. So, y'all, patrons will get that tomorrow. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, but, Eric, plenty of news to get into, my friend. LRG3 is a thing. Shall we get into it? Uh, yes, I think we should get into it because that's one heck of a rabbit hole. So let's go ahead and jump down face first. Let's talk about it. Hey, listen. All right. Navi said the thing. We're here. Hey, <laughs> We've listen. done the thing. We've done it. Uh, where, where do you want to start? Where do you want to start with this? I'll let you kind of guide us, man, because there's so much to get into here. Yeah, it is. I mean, typically when it comes to news, you want to hit like the biggest headline first, yeah. but with so, with with LRG3 this year, honestly, it's hard to really determine what the biggest headline of the show was. I do want to open with this thing, though. And me being the, you know, the, the nearly psychotic, uh, obsessive physical indie collector that I am, I was probably going to buy 90% of the stuff shown <laughs> off at this show anyway. But, you know, admittedly, a limited run games, especially with the departure of the recent departure of Douglas Bogart and, you know, kind of the longstanding issues that they've had with shipping things out in a timely manner. I do feel like as big as LRG is that they kind of had something to prove with the show. I really feel like they did. And I was still excited to see it. I was excited to see what potential new products were going to get their long awaited physical releases. I was interested to see whether or not they were actually going to try to convince us that plumbers don't wear ties is going to come out. It's not, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. But, uh, I just, I, I really have to commend them for this show. There were a few things this year that made it feel like, LRG3 could have kind of fallen on its face a little bit, but it turned out, and I think you and I are in agreement on this, I think it's like their best presentation they've ever done. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's any question. For me, like, I've been kind of disenfranchised with LRG in recent years, not only because of everything you've just said, but, you know, it's, it's also, even previous LRG3s, I haven't been all that crazy about it. I'm still a fan. Like I still, yeah. I've given them a lot of money, certainly. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I kind of don't collect, like I, I try to be more stringent with my collecting and stuff. And especially yeah, after which is fine, which is yeah, fair. Yeah. Especially after like, yeah, long shipping times and stuff. I kind of fell off them a little bit, but I've always kind of been a distant fan friends that are from there and stuff. And yeah. like you said, Douglas has been on the show. Um, you know, we, I, I, I like them, but it's been kind of like from a distance, you know? And so coming into this, I was a little bit like, is this going to be anything? Is this just going to be kind of like a bunch of, Hey, here's, you know, some physical stuff that's coming, like some more junk that you don't need or whatever. Um, here's indie game 37 that we're going to publish. Here's indie game 38. We're going to publish, you know? Yeah. And, and like, not only that, I haven't really been super crazy about the, um, the sort of like. I don't know, presentation of LRG threes in the past. They've kind of felt mm-hmm. like diet devolver digital a little bit in the past. Yeah. Um, 
I did and, admittedly really dig last year's like CDI FMV style. Yeah, I thought was that cute. was it was fun and it was cute. Yeah, I dug yeah, it. Yeah, it, it was cute, but even that, like for me, kind of overstated Swalcom by the end of it. But this, I gotta admit, like the framing of it was really clever, really well done, like well executed, and just the sheer amount yeah. of announcements here and like major announcements here that are far beyond just, hey, we're going to offer this game physically, is really impressive. Really strong showing. Like, well done to uh, to LRG. And I got to admit, too, you know, credit where it's due, they sort of made the promise of like, hey, man, like, we're making these moves and these moves to mitigate a lot of our production time and to make sure you get your games faster. And credit where it's due, it's working. There are people who are, I don't have mine yet, but people are already reporting that they've got Night in the Woods in. So, nice. like... That's a quick turnaround. That pre-order went up in, I think, January. So, like, people are getting it within six months. So, like, that's pretty cool, man. I, um, I, it's nice to see the proof in the pudding. So, good on them. Shout-outs to them. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, man, I honestly, you could just kind of throw a dart at a dartboard when it comes to everything that was announced. I think for a lot of people, when it comes to gaming media in general, the big headline that I saw get thrown around was the last one. The OMT, which they literally called the one more thing. Yeah. Um, you know, to finally say V3 2023, uh, the one more thing was the old Gex trilogy coming back yeah. to modern consoles. And that for many outlets was, you know, kind of the, the big headline that they used uh, for, for LRG3 and, and everything going on. And I am, exci- I am excited about Gex coming back. I think it's really cool. The way they framed it, to make it look like it was something regarding GoldenEye or James Bond in general, I thought was kind of clever. But if you know if you know anything about the Gex franchise or the Gex trilogy, that's completely on brand uh, for what they were going for. I think one of the games was actually called like Deep Cover Gecko. Something like uh, that. Yeah. Yeah. Undercover Gecko, Deep Cover Gecko. But yeah, Gex was Gex was like the most 90s character. Ever, I can't wait to see all the incredibly like decades long dated pop culture references. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll look but, forward to playing that. Yeah, I am too. I am too. But of course, uh, Gex wasn't the only thing. There was actually a lot of classic games coming back, and some that we're really, really excited about. We did hear about Jurassic Park a mm-hmm. while back. They they basically. Uh, for all intents and purposes, announced the Jurassic Park collection and said that we'd be getting more info about it. We got a little bit more info about that here, but we do know that we are going to be getting Jurassic Park, the NES, Super Nintendo, and Game Boy version of the first Jurassic Park. And then was it Jurassic Park Total Chaos or something? Yeah. Uh, Jurassic Park 2, you know, T-Rex Terror or whatever mm. it's called. We're getting the Super Nintendo and Game Boy version of that. So a nice little five-game uh, Jurassic Park collection. I'm just excited for the original game SNES version, which I used to own back in the day anyway. Nice. Um, but that got announced Gargoyles remastered, uh, which, you know, isn't, you know, just going to be a port of one of these older games. We didn't yeah. really see too much about Gargoyles remastered though, but it is being called Gargoyles remastered. So probably not going to look exactly like a 16 bit pixel art, uh, game. But that and a few other announcements, they kind of centered around this idea of this carbon engine that they've been using to bring retro games into the modern era. 
And uh, it, it makes me excited to see what other plans they have for that because they really touted this. Like they actually showed off the Carbon Engine as its own essential announcement. It was like, hey, we've got this new platform now that we're going to continue to use to you know bring back a lot of stuff. Because one of the things about LRG that you absolutely have to give them, you know, not necessarily credit for, but one of the things you can absolutely say about the company at large is they are always trying to to go after like the deep, deep nostalgia hits. Yeah. Um, and uh, I am excited to see what that has to, to offer. But in terms of games that I'm excited about, I mean, just again, throw a dart at a dartboard. Clock Tower, I can't wait. But uh, honestly, I, I kind of feel like I'm rambling at this point. Where do you want to stop for a second? Well, yeah. So, I mean, the carbon engine, I think, is maybe the biggest uh, thing thing to hit on here. Because, like, individual Probably, announcements, yeah. like, there, there's a lot of, like, really cool individual announcements. You already touched on, like, the Jurassic Park Classic Games Collection. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. Pre-orders for that are opening on, on September 1st. Yeah, hold on to your butts. Uh, Gargoyles <laughs> Remastered, even though we didn't see anything about it, is coming this fall, apparently. So uh, we should be seeing more about that soon. Um, but the the Carbon Engine is this new initiative from them, uh, headed by MVG Modern Vintage Gamer, who's a well-known sort of programmer and has worked with LRG for a little while now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's this new system that uses um, emulation as a base to make it easy uh, apparently to port old games, you know, with emulation over to modern platforms. So this could be huge. This is the kind of thing that, you know, if they have this thing in place and developers get on board, this could be a massive boon to, you know, get these long lost games. I mean, some of the games that were already seeing benefit from this, I mean, you know, if you had told me that Gex was going to be here, you know, before the, the thing started, I, I wouldn't have believed you. Um, it was like, that's the fakest leak I've ever seen. Yeah. Like that's like, that seems crazy to me. Um, even beyond that, like something like Tomba, you yeah. know, cut, you know, being like kind of, I don't know if it's supposed to be like a full remaster or something or what they're doing with it. But the fact that Tomba is coming back <laughs> is like, is wild to me. So like if, if this stuff is allowing for these kind of like long loss and a lot of these games, by the way, are hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Yeah. So like you can now affordably legally, you know, have access to these games in the modern age and working with LRG, you've also got the Avenue to have them physically. Like it's really cool, man. It's, it's a really neat initiative and I hope it works out well. I do too. Obviously, this past week, that massive study came out from the Video Game History Foundation, specifically in regards to the the percentage of of games that are being preserved and that modern gamers have access to. And it is, of course, a depressingly low percentage. Yes. Um, uh, specifically, they said 87% of, of older guys, I can't remember the exact nomenclature, but essentially less than uh, one in five. Yeah. of games is now, you know, is still available in some way, form or fashion, legally, at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, so stuff like this is exciting, not just for, you know, the sake of people who'd like to play them, but just for the sake of preservation. But it, you, uh, another super, super exciting thing, I think, in addition to the Carbon Engine and the games that we could potentially see brought back, another big exciting thing that LRG is doing is they're allowing games to be finished. Right. Yep. 
And way forward, I already mentioned Clock Tower very briefly. Way forward had a pretty strong presence at this show. Their biggest announcement uh, was very arguably the fact that this lost chapter of Shantae, Shantae Advance, that they tried to pitch two decades ago as an actual Game Boy Advance game. Uh, Matt Bozon, you know, the mastermind behind Shantae, thankfully kept all his work, kept all the assets. And here, two decades later, with LRG's help, they are actually completing this lost chapter in Shantae's history and bringing that to an actual GBA cartridge. We haven't been with there's no confirmation yet on whether or not that's going to translate to modern consoles. But at the very least, the fact that these old, lost, unfinished games are now under this umbrella being able to be completed. Like, well, admittedly, one of my first thoughts was something like Primal Rage 2. Right. Uh, but if but if that's a possibility now through LRG and WayForward and, and these other companies that are all kind of working together in consortium now, that's also incredibly exciting. Because as gamers, we have all felt a very big sting from something that we were incredibly excited about being unceremoniously canceled by the developer or the publisher for whatever reason. Just looking at you, Seth, one of the things that immediately comes to my mind is uh, Mega Man Legends 3. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not, I'm not even remotely suggesting that Capcom and LRG are going to work together to bring Mega Man Legends 3 anytime soon, despite the fact that Capcom is also working with them on this Clock Tower project. But, uh, but just the possibility that maybe a couple more unfinished games from yesteryear could potentially, could potentially one, uh, one day see the light of day. That also makes me really happy. And I'm super excited for WayForward and them, them finally being able to finish this. I'm sure that's, I'm sure that's incredibly satisfying for Matt and for everybody involved. Yeah. It's a really cool announcement, man. The, the idea that, yeah, we can go back and finish these things um, that, that we've always wanted to. And like Shantae advance uh, it's called risky revolution. Um, this is a, an interesting one because the you know, pre-orders open in September. It's coming early 2024. They have mm-hmm. not actually confirmed a digital release so far. The only thing they've confirmed is that it's going to be coming physically to Game Boy Advance. Yep. So it's a physical cart. It's going to run on, you know, original hardware. And that is how you're going to play it, at least as far as we know. Now, I'm sure they're going to release it digitally eventually. That's what they did when they gave the same treatment to the first Shantae game. To the original Shantae, exactly, yeah. yes. So I, I imagine the same thing will happen here, but that's all we know about so far. But it's a, it's a really neat initiative. And to your point, I mean, like... Something like a Primal Rage 2 isn't off the table anymore. You know what I mean? Like, that's no longer off the table. They have the means to make these things happen thanks to the Carbon Engine and thanks to the growing influence that LRG has and the connections that they've made over the course of the years that they've been in service. Um, Now that kind of stuff is even possible from a logistical standpoint. It's really just a matter of getting in touch with the right contacts and, you know, getting the ink on the paper. So. I, it's really cool. Like that's that's the most exciting thing about all of this. Um, exactly. and, and just to, to circle back uh, to Clock Tower for a second too, like that is another again very you know prohibitively expensive, you know obscure <laughs> Japanese only Super Nintendo game that WayForward is remastering in some way. We saw a little bit of the remastered artwork. 
Yes, we um, did see a little bit of the key art. We, you yeah. know, some of the, the some of the animators who are working on, I guess, new animated cutscenes, a la something like uh, Chrono Trigger and the treatment that that got. Uh, I imagine it's going to be something similar to that, but mm-hmm. uh, we still have a little bit more information to find out about. But regardless, yeah, they're they're working on you know remaking, remastering, rejigging. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm sorry, I'm allergic to awesome announcements, folks. Um, <laughs> but they are rejigging, they're remastering, they're in some way. At the, I honestly would have been happy just with the translation, frankly. Right. But uh, but this is clearly a passion project for a lot of people involved. There's a lot of big companies working together uh, to to bring this uh, to bring this version of the game to the West. And this is kind of the third prong of stuff. That's incredibly exciting. You have these old games that could come back, which clock tower also falls into. You have mm-hmm. these old games that are unfinished that could potentially see the light of day like Shantae advance. But also you have these games that have never been localized in some regions and some markets mm-hmm. that also seems like it might be a focal point of uh, LRG's initiatives in the future. So maybe we could see, you know, stuff like Sweet Home on the NES, or maybe we could see other, uh, you know, Rule of Rose was something that I saw a few people throw around. Uh, So maybe we could see more of something like that in the future as well. So old games coming to modern platforms, old games that never got the chance to be finished, maybe being finished, and uh, games that never got localized in certain markets, maybe, you know, getting a little bit more of a global footprint. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a very, very exciting time. Yeah. Really cool, man. That, that was certainly, you know, some, some of the big announcements related to the carbon engine and just the, the sheer possibilities that that allows. But, um, looking at some of the, I'm curious what, cause, cause you're a, a really big physical collector. I like to collect am, physical yes. too, but, but you're the biggest physical collector I know. Yeah. Um, except for maybe like Barry, <laughs> Barry Carenza, who I think yeah, has Barry, a complete yeah. switch collection which is wild to me. Very um, like JP who actually, I mean, but he works yeah. LRG. So I mean, <laughs> I mean, these, these guys are on another level, but in my personal life, you're the biggest physical collector I know. Um, yeah. So, you know, obviously Chicory getting a physical is a big of deal course. for us. Absolutely. That's, you know, that's, that's one where even I'm you like, were, yeah, that's you, day one. You were live reacting to it and you still yeah. texted me like, Chicker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's day one. I'm, I'm At definitely, thousand, oh yeah, definitely getting that. I'm hopeful that they'll do like some kind of cool collectors. Exactly. Yeah. That's what yeah. I was thinking. Like a pizza plush or yeah. maybe some type of like, they've got to put like a coloring book or, or like something a watercolor like or something yeah. in the collector's edition. They've Paintbrush. got to. Exactly. Yeah. They've got to. Yeah, I hope so. So that that's exciting. We don't know when that's going to happen. Um, I think another really exciting physical was the Castlevania Advance Collection, which they yeah. actually opened with. Yeah, uh, which that was, was the very cool. first announcement. I'm super excited for that. Uh, yeah. When they when Konami announced the Castlevania Collection, I knew that a physical was eventually coming down the pipeline. Konami hasn't really been too big on doing their own physical collections, but they have actually been working with LRG for quite some time now. Right. Uh, Limited Run Games has published, that. matter of fact, they've already published a Castlevania collection. In mm-hmm. addition to that, they've done Contra and they've done a few other things. So I figured this was coming down the pipeline. And for those who haven't played those Castlevania games from the GBA, they are... Yeah, oh, amazing. They yeah. are oh, amazing. 
Uh, those are really like the spiritual, not even the spirit. Those are the true successors to stuff like Symphony of the Night. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, if you haven't excellent. checked those out, uh, make sure to. But I was super excited for that. That's a day one for me. Can't wait. Yeah. The pre-orders for that open on the 28th. So in two weeks uh, from the time of this recording, you'll be able to pre-order that. Uh, some of the other physicals announced were Colossal Cave, um, <laughs> which is the Ken and Roberta Williams uh, yeah. text adventure that they recently made into this like weird, like honestly janky looking PS2 yeah, era does. looking thing. But I, you know, I, I like that it exists. I'm happy I that it too. exists. Yeah. <laughs> Colossal Cave is an old, old, like, pioneer Text adventure. game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, people rode on the Oregon Trail with copies of Colossal Cave in their wagons. Yeah. Um, but it wound up getting a recent, <laughs> I say remaster. I mean, uh, it does kind of look like a PS2 game. So calling it a remaster yeah, yeah. is kind of funny. But I, I, mean, am, hey. <laughs> I'm, I am glad it exists as well. Uh there's there's a, a weird part of me that that wants to own it just for the sake of the historic the value yeah. uh, that the game does hold. I mean, I'm sure even playing the game in its remastered form would be an interesting experience to say the least. But again, I appreciate it as the amateur video game historian that I am. I appreciate it for what it was and what it meant to this industry. So I am glad to see that LRG is throwing some love at it. Yeah. And I'm sure they're making some money off of it too. So Yeah, it's it's neat. You know, I'll I'll wait to hear your your thoughts on it whenever you play it. Um <laughs> I'll, I'll I'm good on that for now. Um That's fair. That's in terms fair. of other in, in terms of other physicals though, I'll say this. There is a game that um that I had never heard of before. Uh this Dungeons of Ether. Oh, I've yeah, never yeah. heard of this before, but it's getting a physical. Pre-orders for that are now live for the physical version of that game. I gotta admit, I was really... That trailer, I was like, yo, this game looks really cool. Yeah, it does. Apparently, it's a spinoff of Rivals of Aether, which I guess yeah. is a platform fighter or something. And I hear that. that's good, too. There was somebody yeah. in our community that was like, yo, other than Smash, this is probably the best platform fighter, at least in their opinion. I'm like, whoa, that's... Okay. Like, High praise, man. I've like, I never, I'd heard of, I think I've heard the title Rivals of Aether, but that's it. Like, I don't, I've never actually like seen it. And like, man, just the pixel art was gorgeous. The sprite, the sprite work, the animations, the music was really good. It's kind of like a dice based, like dungeon crawler, which doesn't do a lot for me, but the, the, just the vibes of it, man, like the look and the feel. The combat just looked absolutely stunning. Just yeah. really, really good pixel art aesthetic. Yeah. Uh, admittedly, the the top down dungeon didn't immediately get me. Uh, mm. the, a lot of the movement looks like you just kind of immediately teleport from room to room. It's like what room right. do you want to go into next? You hit the direction of that room and you immediately teleport like into game. that room. Yeah, yeah kind of like a board game. The the movement's yeah. not necessarily fluid, so that kind of threw me off at first. But once they started showing some of the combat, I was like, "Yo, this is pretty as heck. Looks good, man." It, I, and the trailer very well. Yeah. The, the the character designs are like striking, man. Like they're they're really really strong. I don't know. I was I was quite impressed by that to the point where I looked at the eShop listing. Exactly. It's on sale. Exactly. Right now. Exactly. Exactly. That's it. that's the whole point of the spin-off is like, yo, this is really cool. Oh, yeah. it's a spin-off of this game. Let me check that game out now. Yep. That's the whole that's right. point. And it got it got me to look at Rivals of Aether too. So it's it makes doing you its job. 
you it's know? doing its job very well. But yeah, it, it looks really cool. I'll be very uh, interested to get my hands on that in the future. Yeah, I want to check that out. Midnight Fight Express is uh, is getting a physical release via LRG. We don't know when that's happening, but mm-hmm. that's a thing that is coming. To be honest, that game doesn't do much for me. Um, like that's fair. Ev- every time I've seen a trailer for it, I I don't know. It it just it, it's not hitting for me personally. It's like this kind of top down, kind of hotline Miami ish, but it's got this like three D aesthetic. Um, I don't know. I'm sure it's fine. I've not heard any like bad things about it, but I've not heard any good things about it either. You know, so <laughs> fair but, enough. Yeah. I'm low key excited about Roller Coaster Tycoon Three. Uh, yeah. It's been a it's been a long time since I've played a like a park management sim or anything like that. Honestly, I think the last one I might have played was like an old PC Dino Park Tycoon. Yeah. Uh, so they're I'm like low key excited about the the Roller Coaster Tycoon three, but uh, I, I don't know. Maybe that's maybe that's just the Switch effect. But uh, maybe maybe I, my wife and I played Zoo Tycoon on the Xbox One. Oh, which did I, you really? Which I think was an Xbox One like launch title or something like that. Like it was one of those things where we had an Xbox One and we were just like <laughs> desperate for something to play on it. So we got Zoo Tycoon, man, and we had some fun with that. But other than that, like roller ty- uh in, in terms of roller coaster tycoon, the first one I think is the last one that I played. So <laughs> to to have like to have this apparently being a thing, uh, that's cool. It's called the complete edition too. So I assume they they must have made some like DLC for it or something. Yeah, it was a, it was kind of a blink and you miss it section of the trailer, but there were multiple yeah. pieces of DLC they did confirm that were included in the package. Nice. So, um. So I like that'll be fun if you've been uh, if if none of the sim games on the Nintendo Switch are really doing it for you. Roller Coaster Tycoon Three should be an interesting little mix up to what you're uh, typically seeing on the Nintendo Switch. Yeah. Uh, One that I know that you're really excited for is El Shaddai. I couldn't believe that we got an announcement for that. This is an old Xbox 360 like. Even by cult classic standards, this was a cult classic. This was not yeah. a very widely known game. I was surprised that anybody seeing this had any clue what that game was. You and I knew. You much yeah. more so than me. I was aware of the game at least, but this is actually a game you've played before. There was a time when I worked at GameStop, there was a time of my life where whenever a new like game would come out, if we got it and if it was if it was cheap, I would just buy it. And mm-hmm. if it was like, if we got it used, I would check it out or whatever. There's a checkout system for GameStop yeah. employees, or at least yep. there was when I worked there. I don't know if they still, <laughs> they still do that or not, but, um, I, I just played like as much as I possibly could in that era. And it was a, because I took my job too seriously for being a GameStop employee, but, um, but B, because I just really loved video games. I just wanted to play everything. So this game, I don't remember if it released this way or if it just very quickly hit this price point, but it came out at $20 and I was intrigued enough. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to buy it. 20 bucks, brand new. And, uh, it is a really neat, weird kind of like side scrolling hack and slash beat em up sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But it is like the, the whole thing, like it is structured around like biblical tales, um, which El Shaddai might, you know, tip you off to, but it's also got this weird, like sci-fi final fantasy kind of like vibe to it. But 
you go to these different realms, and again, these are based on like biblical characters and locations, and the art style is like dramatically different for each one. Uh, I believe there is a, if I'm remembering correctly, and I think we saw a clip of it in the trailer very briefly, there is a realm that is ruled by like a, like a, one of the deities is like a hot dog. Um, and you know, it's, it's just like another one of those games. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's uh it's really cool though. And this is one of those, like, this is the kind of thing, you know, this is going to sell like two copies and you know, they'll probably be just you and I, so probably. I'm, I'm yeah. you know, it's, it's interesting and, and cool that this is getting brought up to the modern age at all because nobody has played this one, man. I've never met another person that's played this ever. So yeah. So it's cool, man. Yeah, this is exactly what I was talking about with LRG digging deep. It's a deep the, cut. Yeah, digging deep into the obscure titles that they want to bring back. I mean, speaking of, I mean, again, do we have any confidence whatsoever that Plumbers Don't Wear Ties is actually going to release? This is literally the third year in a row they've announced them releasing this game. It's like This has got to be just a running joke at this point. I think it's going to happen. I think so. They they say they dated it. They say September is when it's going to happen. But I but I think what it is is I think they I think the holdup has been that they've taken the production much much higher than they initially expected. Because I think when they first announced it, they were like, "We're just going to remaster this or whatever." But now they're getting like interviews and like all this extra content that they've baked into it. And especially in the age of COVID, it's probably hard to schedule stuff like that, let alone edit it and produce it. So. I think that's probably been why the the delays and yeah, I I think it's real, man. I think it's going to come. But I also, to your point, would not be the least bit shocked if on August 31st, they said, oh, sorry, delayed. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But just to touch on something uh, that you just kind of glossed over for a second. One of the things that I did really like about this show in general was one of the nice added features to LRG3 this year was the fact that. It wasn't just, you know, trailer, MC talks for a second. Tra- By the way, Josh Fairhurst was the MC, of course. Yeah. Um, they actually had, like, we had some nice little sit-down interviews with the developers and producers and a lot of the people working on these games. And they got to say for themselves how much it meant. Like, Matt Bozon got to say how much it meant to him to be able to bring Shantae Advance, you know, to be able to finally bring that to completion. When it came to Plumbers yeah. Don't Wear Ties, they talked to several people about that game. And uh, in what I've got to imagine were completely faux interviews. <laughs> uh, that you know, we're just trying to sell us on on the charade at this point. Who knows? Uh, another, maybe another thing they did was uh, they actually had a couple of those for another game that they showed off. Another one that I'm very excited for: Karateka from yes. Digital Eclipse. This idea of a interactive, an interactive uh, documentary about this 40 year old game, Karateka, and it looks really, really interesting. Essentially. Digital Eclipse is taking their Atari 50 approach to this game and just really honing in on this single title. But they are they they're using this. We found out about uh, this Karateka uh, project the the day before Digital Eclipse officially announced it as part of what they are calling the Gold Master series. This is not going to be just a single one and done project. They have apparently plans 
for more and more. We don't know how many more, but enough that they specifically decided to call it a series, its own yeah. thing. And I will say uh, tweets from Digital Eclipse and from Stephen Frost mentioned that working with LRG is specifically something that they've wanted to do and uh, something that they were excited to finally get the opportunity to do. And we've we've already seen how incredibly uh, passionate and the painstaking detail that Digital Eclipse goes into for their uh, collections. I mean, just look at Atari 50 and and the Cowabunga collection. The Atari 50 is immaculate absolutely immaculate and i'm incredibly excited to see what their idea of this interactive documentary is this you know somewhat new approach to actually playing a game because uh you know again us being kind of the amateur historians we are being able to play a game while learning about its significance and being able to appreciate its significance and its impact the history and the development and all the trials and tribulations therein that that's just so cool to me because we occasionally see games that release with DVD extra style features and vignettes and stuff like this, but we've never seen something like this from digital clips. Mm-hmm. And I cannot wait to see what that looks like from those guys. Yeah. No, they're, they're the masters. There's no second place. Nobody does it like digital eclipse. They, they are at the top of their craft and they're better now than they've ever been. They're making incredible collections. Um, and this gold master series, Karateka is just the first one. Um, they said in the press release that they're announcing another one later this year. So we don't know what that'll be. We don't know when that'll come. Uh, Kar- the making of Karateka is actually supposed to release, uh, this summer. So we should be getting a, an official release date on that in the coming weeks hopefully so um that's that's going to be great man and honestly for people who've been listening to to our shows lately we've been a little bit um as the kids say jordan mechner pilled uh lately um we've been <laughs> we've been covering a lot of jordan mechner stuff and we jordan have. mechner's come up again and again and again so it's a little bit interesting that his first game now is you know is going to be kind of given the limelight and it's going to be something that we can really chew on and learn about and you know and chat about on our show so i'm, I'm really excited that's true we uh, just a few weeks ago did a retrospective on prince of persia so mm-hmm. yep go ahead and check and that out if you haven't yeah talk, talking about that like we talked about lunark on the main show lunark, last yeah. week i mean like we we've been talking about jordan mechner quite a lot uh here lately so it's it's really cool to get this really excited for this yeah, and there's a game, you know, kind of like, you know, I'm morbidly interested in Colossal Cave and you're kind of waiting for my thoughts. There's yeah. a game that you're morbidly interested in and I'm just kind of waiting for your thoughts. And it has to do, and I can't believe I'm saying this, with Jane Austen. Yeah, yeah, Jane Austen is, that is an element of the Rose and Camellia collection. <laughs> uh, another element is Punch-Out!, Um, another element further is slapping. So it's essentially Jane Austen slap out is basically what you would call it, uh, rather than Mike Tyson's punch out. And just the, the trailer of this was so wonderful and silly and goofy. Uh, evidently these games have been out on mobile for a little while, but they're, they're fully, you know, bringing it over to switch full joy con motion support. So you'll be able to physically slap and, um, I, I am I am very interested in this. We don't know when it's coming, but uh, it just looks so fun. 
Like, just the dialogue was so goofy and fun and just, you know, oh, I will dodge your slaps with ease, you know, and I, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I am interested in this one for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, mm, <laughs> I will wait to see your reaction with very <laughs> bated breath. That's what I'm going to say. I will wait to see your reaction with very bated breath. I thought it was a new game. Actually, I didn't realize that it had been released on, on mobile yeah. platforms before. Yeah, I uh, guess so. Yeah, I, I wasn't familiar with it before, but I guess they it's two games um that that have been on uh, on mobile devices, I guess, for a while and now finally getting put over to console. Yeah. But I mean, just to give you an idea of how incredible the breadth of the announcements from LRG3 was, uh in addition to getting old games, in addition to getting unfinished games, in addition to getting newly localized games, in addition to getting ports of games for mobile, we did actually get a couple new game announcements, and boy, do they look noise. There's some really good ones. I will say, and this is maybe in the same sort of vein as something like the Rose and Camellia uh, collection, uh, I'm very, very excited that This Way Madness Lies is uh, coming to Switch. That game has been on my radar for years now at this point, and um, ever since really like falling in love with Zaboid Games' games, yeah. um, you know, Cosmic Star Heroine, Cthulhu Saves the World, Cthulhu Saves Christmas, you know, all really good stuff. And, uh, and hearing that he was making a turn-based JRPG uh, set in the world of Shakespeare with Magical Girls... I was just like, yeah, I'm sold. I like, I was, I was sold, you know, the second you said it. Um, and it came out late last year for PC and it's finally coming to switch July 25th. LRG is publishing. Uh, I imagine a physical is coming, uh, soon as well for that. But, um, July 25th is when the digital version releases on switch and I cannot wait. Don't some of these announcements just feel like they were written with Mad Libs? Yeah. AI generated <laughs> announcements. Yeah. Chat it's like, GPT. all right, <laughs> punch out style game with Jane Austen and Mike. <laughs> yeah. Magical girl meets Shakespeare. It just feels yeah, like man. some, but uh, like even, even unreleased games. Uh, there's a couple that you and I just heard about at LRG yeah. that are already like very high up in our queue already deeply ingrained in our radar. I absolutely want to check out double shake when it comes out. It looks amazing. It looks really good. It is very, very clear homage to stuff like Klonoa stuff like mischief makers, which they came right out and said in the trailer. Uh, But yeah, they, they're absolutely hitting the nail on the head when it comes to the vibe, the aesthetic, the feel of those old games. And for those who haven't played them, well, A, Klonoa, the Fantasy Reverie series, is on the Nintendo Switch. So if you'd like to check that out, you can. But you might just have to take our word for it because it's not available on the Switch right now. But Mischief Makers also is a really rad game. I hope it yeah. does come to the Nintendo Switch uh, in 64 NSO. But uh, yeah, def- definitely two games to take inspiration from. And it looks really cool. Looks great. They've just totally nailed like the the visual aesthetic, the gameplay. You can tell from watching two seconds of that trailer. If you're a fan of the games that this game is taking inspiration from, you're like, "Yep, that looks right." Yeah. <laughs> like immediately, it's like, "Yep, they did it. That looks right." Even in the name. For those who don't know, Mischief Maker's whole thing, Shake Shake, is like is basically the the catchphrase, the slogan of Mischief Maker. So to call this game Double Shake. 
I mean, like, you know, they, they understood the assignment. No clue when it's coming out. They, um, the trailer said pre-alpha, so it's, it's early days for this one, but, and it's likely sometime next year, but, uh, still very, very excited for this one. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Another new game that uh, we just heard about for the first time this past week. Another throwback to consoles of old, another action platformer that's absolutely nailing the vibe of consoles of years past. Uh, I mean, just Arzette, man. Yeah. Arzette, the jewel of Fairmore. You know, instead of taking inspiration from the Nintendo 64 and the PlayStation, this one very boldly taking inspiration from the Philips CDI. And I love it for that. I really do. Me too. I I love that people love this so much. Like Philips CDI, those Zelda games, Hotel Mario, they're famously bad, right? But like there is a passionate fan of everything has got a passionate fan base everything everybody is a fan of something and like when you can just see that they are intentionally baking in these rough edges and like this this kind of ugly like ms paint looking visual style cutscenes, like there's so much like that is another form of like loving craft you know it's one thing to look at like we saw this game i don't, I don't even want to try to pronounce it the scarlet yeah. symphony game yeah um which is very clearly like a like a very laborious pixel art Castlevania looking thing looks really cool, yeah. but like that you look at that and it's like yeah that's lovingly crafted. So is something like Arzette. Like the amount of passion baked into that um, is just like th- like that's what I'm there for. Like I don't have any like personal fondness for the Philips CDI, but like I love that they love it and like that is so infectious to me that this became you know, the, the most exciting announcement for me. I thought they were going to do it. I genuinely thought oh the way God. they were framing it, they made it seem like maybe. They really did. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, but no. This is the next best thing to getting the actual, you know, Zelda CDI games. <laughs> it is. And honestly, to see people genuinely excited about our Zed, I know yeah. this is going to be kind of a weird stretch, but it reminds me of Hayden Christensen coming back to Star Wars. Sure, After everybody yeah. loved to dunk on the prequel trilogies and they love to dunk on Hayden Christensen's acting and, you know, it's bad this and worst this and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Just decades of just mudslinging. But he comes back for Obi-Wan and he comes out and everybody just loses their mind. They couldn't be happier to see him return to the franchise after, you know, because I guess you could just say that absence makes the heart grow fonder. You could say that enough time had passed that people were slowly trying to, to come around to the charm of, sure. you know, stuff like that. And that I kind of feel something similar is happening here with Arzette that people have after so many years kind of come around to, you know, the charm and the, the quaint technical invitations of something like the CDI and seeing something in the CDI vein is now really cool, really novel, and people are genuinely excited for it. And I'm genuinely excited to see people genuinely excited for it. Yeah. I mean, like to, to see, you know, somebody painstakingly, this is not, you know, it's not like this is like cheap to do. You know, there is a team of people who are painstakingly animating this game that is paying homage to an era of gaming that most people hate. 
you know yeah. it reminds me of something like hypnospace outlaw yeah, like, yeah 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 the the amount of like love and craft and time and detail to make something that is ugly and outdated you know like i love that like i i you know i love that somebody out there cares so much about this you know almost universally maligned thing that's like no and good on lrg for picking it up like it's yeah. such a great get and i think for many people this was like a highlight of a stacked show you know <laughs> well for a company that's still trying to convince us about plumbers don't wear it dies and has published <laughs> stuff like night trap in the past they were always going to be all over something like this uh but honestly it's you know really there was another game that even showed off in its trailer the like the digitized actors that it was using in the game and that was i believe the second announcement of the show which was this rise of the triad ludicrous edition that frankly right. i thought looked like the doom sequel that i just never heard about i'd never but heard it, of it either looks cool yeah though. it does look really cool it is i mean you know, we talk about these pitch perfect vibes uh you know double shake perfectly nails the whole mischief makers nintendo 64 uh vibe uh, rz is completely nailing the whole philip cdi vibe and this game <laughs> rise of the triad um is i mean it just absolutely nails that old doom wolfenstein look to it thankfully we still have you know modern uh, aspect ratios to it but it really really looks like just some forgotten doom sequel that looks like it was just never finished or something and even during the trailer like i was talking about they showed off they actually showed some of the process of digitizing the actors and the enemies and some of the foot soldiers into the game in their different poses and stuff like that. So I thought that was a really cool, quick, you know, kind of uh, inside baseball look at the game as well. Yeah. I So this this game, this is apparently, like, this is a real thing from 1995. I'd never heard of it. This I never heard of it either. Yeah, yeah. It's a real game. Um, but the thing is, is like, yeah, it's been lost for a minute. They did a remake in 2013. But um, but the original game has been lost since 1995, evidently. So they're bringing it back, and it's coming out digitally at least at the end of the month, July 31st. So, uh, and this is being done by Night Dive Studios, who's uh, who's you know kind of known for bringing stuff like this over. Um, they've been really good about that. They did the the Turok ports were done by them. Yeah, those are uh, good System ports Shock. too. Shadow Man remastered the the Doom ports. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's been done by them. So they're they're really good about this. They're, yeah, they're that's really the good studio about... you want doing that then. Exactly. Yeah. So so this looks like it's going to be really cool. Yeah. Um, and it's coming out uh, July thirty first, at least digitally. So I'll be yeah. checking that one out. I'll definitely be yeah, checking man. that one out. Looks really really cool. Again, if you like those old games, those old arcade style first person shooters from the nineties, this should definitely be on your radar. Uh, yeah, I can't wait for that one to come out. There were a couple other games. Uh, you, you know, you already talked about one of them. There was another one that honestly, uh, I'm not going to try to, well, you know what? I'll go ahead and try to pronounce Kyukyoko Tiger Heli Collection. Yeah, sure. It's, it's, a, it's some shmups. Yeah. You know, shmup stuff. I dig shmups. Yeah. You guys know yeah. I like shmups. So, I'll, you know, I might check it out. Yeah, it looks cool. There's also, um, and pre-orders are now live for the physical version of this, Odin Cat's Paradise Collection, uh, which is a collection of two games, Fishing Paradiso and Bear's Restaurant, which 
when they they started the trailer with Bear's Restaurant, and I was like, is this like a Bear and Breakfast? Bear and Breakfast. Type. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, that was so. exactly my thought. <laughs> it's so weird because cool. Bear and Breakfast actually just got it, their own pre-orders through I Am 8-Bit. Right. Um, speaking of, for all of you neon white fans out there, definitely make sure to go to yeah. I Am 8-Bit in the near future. Let's go. Wink, wink. Mm. Um, oh, it's live then, already, baby. It's that's there. what I'm saying. Do yeah, it. just go in the near. Yeah. I've already got mine pre-ordered. I know yeah. you did. I five literally five minutes after I am eight bit tweeted that they were live. I sent you a tweet. I said, "Hey, the pre-orders are live," and you said, "I've already got mine." <laughs> I I was on that website at 11 a.m. my time. They had said that they would go up. They said they would go up at uh, 9 a.m. Pacific, which is 11 a.m. my time. And uh, it they, it took them an extra like minute or two, but as soon as they went up, I pre-ordered mine. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that had to happen. Nice. Uh, uh, but honestly, with everything else going on, so many other things I was excited for, I'm looking at this right now. I can't remember what another crusade was. That's the Mario RPG style. Oh, of game. course. Of course. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. That's, yeah. There's, there's a lot. So, so another crusade is, uh, really cool looking, uh, again, very inspired by Super Mario RPG. Yeah. Unfortunate that you know it's releasing in the same year as an actual Super Mario RPG remake. Um, to be honest, though, I like I think that this looks more faithful to you know Mario RPG remake looks gorgeous, but it's very like clean. Um, this one retains a lot of the sort of rough you know visual style that the original game had, and um, and I, I I'm kind of digging it. I'm I'm going to be curious to see like the story, the characters, the music. That's really what it's going to boil down to for me. But mm-hmm. I was excited to see this because at least visually, I think they're kind of nailing it. Yeah. So I like it. Like once you said that, all of a sudden everything you know flooded back into my mind. But just trying yeah. to remember everything from LRG was just there was just so much. But it does That's look really cool. Uh, I mean, it was very clear that uh, uh, even just looking at the UI, even if they hadn't specifically cited Super Mario RPG, which they did, it would Mm -hmm. have been very, you would have been able to very quickly recognize the inspiration because the game wears it very far down its sleeve. The UI, the isometric uh, turn-based battles would very much look like they have timed hits incorporated into yep. the battle which you know is of course one of the key components of the battle system from Mario RPG even the way that the UI and the buttons kind of surround the character's head when it's their turn to go yeah I'll, I'll definitely be uh, wanting to, to check this out I will admit the animation looks a little stilted to mm-hmm. me but I'm still interested in, in checking it out yeah yeah I'm really looking forward to that one I'll, I'll keep my eyes on that for sure but uh, yeah, that's in terms of the Nintendo Switch stuff, the vast majority of the stuff announced at LRG3 in general was for the Nintendo Switch. Yep. Um, so we, we ate well. It was a great presentation. Uh, tomorrow on the, on the podcast, um, we will be breaking down our top five favorite announcements. Eric and I each constructed a list of our top five favorite announcements and ranked them. So that'll be on tomorrow's episode of All In a Nintendo Podcast. So... <laughs> genuinely hard for me to put that list together. Yeah. Yeah, man. It was, it was, it was a great hard show. for me to put that list together, but yeah, it was a really, really great show. Congratulations again to limited run games on owning basically my entire wallet for the next year. <laughs> Thanks <laughs> yeah. a lot. Uh, yeah. But yeah, yeah. We'd love to hear what your guys' favorite announcements were. Make sure to reach out to us and let us know, but there are a couple other things that we did want to hit on here this week. Seth, 
Is it possible we could get a soccer game from EA that's not literally just a copy-paste of the previous year's title? Is it possible? That's what's happening. Yeah. Um, so, and we've talked about this, you know, on the show before. EA's had this really gross practice for many years now, since like 2018, of taking their sports titles, notably FIFA, and just releasing it the same year as the Legacy Edition, um, like literally charging full price for no, like it even says like on the listing, like there are no gameplay in hand, like it is literally the same game, just a roster update. And they've been doing that since I think 2018. Um, And so now, uh, and maybe this is as the result of this, Uh, In 2021, it was announced that EA and FIFA uh, would be dissolving their licensing agreement. FIFA did one last game with them last year, and they said, yo, the the president of FIFA literally said, we're going to go, like, work with somebody else to make a better game. Like, it's, like, literally what the president of FIFA was saying. So EA said, okay, well, we'll make our own soccer game. It's a little bit weird, because um, EA still retains the licensing rights to like the stadiums, the players, stuff like this. So functionally, this will still be like a FIFA game, yeah. um, but it is a new series. EA FC series, um, starting with EA FC 24, and it will not be a legacy edition for the Nintendo Switch for the first time and again, many years. It's going to be a revamped version of their Frostbite engine and it's even going to have a multiplayer built in that utilizes Joy-Con, which I don't believe the FIFA games ever have either. So they're at least putting some effort into the Nintendo Switch version of EAFC 24. Yeah, and they are touting, like, honestly, like 17,000 licensed players and a ton yeah. of different leagues. So it's still going to be it's, – it's going to be FIFA and everything but name. But right. I am interested to see how the game is going to be different. And I'm happy that EA, at least after half a decade, is finally going to update the soccer slash football experience on the Nintendo Switch after literal years of cutting and pasting the exact same code onto a brand new cartridge and charging people full price for a roster update. So yeah, <laughs> finally we're getting something new, and I'll you know I'll be interested because this is a big deal. FIFA is the biggest like sports company in the world, and EA is of course one of the biggest video game publishers in the world so this was a big news story in terms of the dissolution of this partnership so seeing where ea goes from this will be interesting but mm, we'll see we will see it's it's gonna be really interesting whenever fifa does get with whoever their new partner is going to be and to see these two competing that'll be really interesting and do i expect that eafc 25 is going to be a legacy edition yes i do yeah, we'll probably. see. Like now, you know, the cynic in me, now that they've established like a new engine for Switch and everything, they're probably just going to go back to their old ways. <laughs> We've yeah, done all, all right, the work for the it. next half decade that we need to. Yeah. So, I mean, probably. I don't know. I, I hope that's not the case. Uh, you know, I, I am hopeful, especially for people who are Switch owners who yeah. do like to play their sports games like this. Yeah. Uh, you know, you guys deserve better. And it's it's nice that it's actually, for once, earning its full price tag that these games have carried the entire time. Well, so. I just hope that it's not a an absolute buggy piece of garbage. Because yeah, we'll sports see. sims on the Nintendo Switch especially have unfortunately 
been the victim of that several times. I'm reminded of uh, uh, like WWE 2K22, which was an mm. absolute mess uh, and, and other things like that. So it, it takes a long time to make a video game. So I don't know. We'll see how this how this new one pans out. But very quickly, uh, Bit Summit is currently going on over in Japan this week, and it's already in its second day. A lot of stuff going on. Sunsoft is over there, and uh, you know we got a new studio announcement from a uh, friend of the show, Liam Edwards, the guy behind Curse to Golf. They just announced a new studio, and uh, there's even a couple games that have already been announced. So, but all of that is currently going on right now over in Japan. So. Uh, you know, if there's any big announcements that we think you guys should know about, stay tuned next week. We'll compile all of that. And we'll let you know all the biggest news from BitSummit. But like I said, it's, uh, you know, the, the biggest indie uh, video game uh, show in Japan every year. It's being held in Kyoto right now. Uh, Tony Grace in front of the show. He's over there right now. A lot of people over there having a lot of fun. So if it's something you're interested in, check it out. But like I said, Make sure to tune in next week to see if there are any big groundbreaking stories out of Bit Summit 2023. Yeah, we'll we'll try to keep our eye on that because uh, it's the kind it's hard, especially when it's like a like a, J- a Japan based uh, event. It's mm-hmm. tough over here in America to to keep tabs on everything announced, um, especially when you don't know if like some of those things are even going to come stateside. So. Uh, yeah. But we'll, yeah, we'll do our best. We'll see if there's anything, you know, worth shouting out. We'll bring it next week. Um, also happening this weekend is Splatfest. Yes. Shout out yes. to Splatfest. So we'll see. See what ice people cream get to, supreme. <laughs> exactly. Now yeah. people get into, uh, get in massive internet arguments over ice cream flavors. The yeah. three ice cream flavors that are currently up for debate, I guess, that are currently up for protection in yeah. uh, the Splatfest are, what are they, vanilla? Mint chocolate and strawberry. Yep, it's yep, Neapolitan pretty... minus the chocolate. Yeah, it's it's Neapolitan except instead of chocolate, it's it's mint chocolate chip, which is kind of weird. But my my wife and I are playing for team mint chocolate chip. We're excited. She's home for the weekend now. Her new job allows her to be off on the weekend, so we're going to be off on the weekend together playing some Splatfest. And uh, I've already uh, posted in our we have a Splatoon three game hub in the in the Discord. It's already posted in there. If anybody else is playing for Team Mint Chocolate Chip and y'all want to, you see me online. Nice. Feel free to jump into our party and we'll we'll play some Splatoon, man. So. I mean, it does make sense that I mean, honestly, if you're going to ask me, I think Mint Chocolate Chip should win because what are people always saying in Splatoon three or in the Splatoon universe to say something's good, fresh, fresh. Yep, it's true. So, I mean, You're mint right. chocolate just should honestly just win based on that. So, if you want to make sure that happens, join Seth this week, and I might even pop in for a few fights. There you go. There you go. That's going on this weekend. But let's talk about some of these notable releases, my friend, before we say goodnight. And a few cool games come out this week, yes, including sir. that one on the TV behind you, Oxenfree 2 Lost Signals, uh, which we're doing a full indie showcase on yes. on the, uh, the main podcast that goes live tomorrow. Links to the, to the podcast are in the video description if you're watching us here on YouTube, and it'll hit the podcast feed if you're listening to that uh, tomorrow. And we uh, get really in-depth and talk about this game, uh, and uh, we, you know, TLDR really enjoyed it. So Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Make sure to check out the brand new episode of All In and Nintendo Podcast, and uh, which will be up, like Seth said, in your podcast feeds 
tomorrow, uh, Oxen Free 2, The Lost Signals, Be There or Be Square, I guess. Yeah, sure. Yeah. That's right. That's yeah. right. Cool. Uh, we also got the uh, Atelier Marie remake, The Alchemist of Salberg. Uh, at least I think that's how you pronounce all of those words. Um, the only word, the alchemist and of and remake, I guess, are the only words there that I am confident I pronounce correctly. Um, the Nintendo Pals got this in our fantasy draft, uh, and it's doing okay. It, it, I think it's at a 75 or something like that. Um, but you know, out of sheer principle, I can't play it. Um, <laughs> I but, love you know. Nipponichi software, but it's like they're releasing a new game every week yeah. at this point. It is, it is nearly impossible to keep up with their games. They just released the new tra- uh, trials of heroes like last week. It yep. was only like two months since the last one of those. Uh, Tell like, your Riza just came out that third yeah. one or whatever. That was in like, like May or something. <laughs> we drafted that one. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> But I love Nipponichi, I really do. But they're they're releasing stuff. It like even for a Switch developer, for a Switch publisher, even they're releasing stuff too fast. I just cannot keep up, even remotely. Yeah, at but a dizzying rate. At a dizzying rate. That's a very good word for it. But <laughs> if you're a big Nipponichi so- uh, software fan, that's out now. So go ahead and check that out. A game that I was actually super excited for that we found out about the uh, found out about at the recent Nintendo Direct. Right. Was this Maniac, or was it Manic Mechanics? Maniac Manic Mechanics? Mechanics. Manic yeah. Mechanics that just came out. Turns out it's $25, but yeah. there is a part of me that does want to jump in and check it out. It, for all intents and purposes, looks like a mechanic car racing version of Overcooked. I guess there yeah. are some mini games or some party game style setup to where you put your carts together and then you actually race them. So it does look Mm. like a really cool setup, and I am interested to check it out, but that also came out this week. If I do get the opportunity to check that out, I will absolutely let you guys know how it is. Nice, nice. And the the final one here that we wanted to shout out is Gravity Circuit, which uh, looks really cool, man. That was put on my radar, I think by Marty Estes from the Nintendo Dads, I think. That sounds about right. And, um, And man, that game looks great. Like, yeah. it looks really great. I really want to play it. Yeah, kind of uh, like a, not necessarily like a Super Sentai, but like a common Rider. Right. Like that kind of vein. Uh, a throwback mm. NES style. You know, something like Panzer Paladin meets Power Rangers, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of like a Mega Man X kind of vibe. Yeah, to it. yeah. Yeah, I can definitely Looks see great, that. Man. Yeah, it does look really, really cool. So make sure to check that one out again. That's called Gravity Circuit. Uh, currently on a little bit of a launch discount if it's something you're interested in. Yeah, I think that's it, though. I think that's our notable releases for this week. <laughs> I believe it is. And I mean, honestly, between the Nintendo Direct, between LRG3, like my 2023 is done. I can't handle anything more, man. I really yeah. can't. Well, let us know what you guys are up to this weekend. Let us know what you're playing this weekend. Reach out to us on Facebook and Twitter at All In Podcast. Make sure to check us out on Discord. We would love to have you in our amazing Discord community. Join that Splatoon 3 game hub. Join us in the spoiler zone to talk more about uh, Oxen Free 2, stuff that we can't even say on the podcast. Make sure to join us in our amazing Discord and join that awesome, awesome community of absolute legends we have over there. But in addition to that, 
Uh, for those of you who are watching us here on YouTube, thank you so much. If you would, just, you know, quick little uh, recommendation. Make sure to give a like and subscribe, hit the bell, you know, the and all of that good stuff so that you don't miss another video from us. Because in addition to these weekly news roundups, we also put out a ton of videos. Uh, Seth and even I've started putting out, uh, well, I put out one, but uh, we put out a ton of other content for demos and games that we get to try out and all kinds of different content. So make sure you subscribe to All In or to youtube.com slash all in podcast so you don't miss any of it. But in addition to this show, in addition to the podcast and all the videos and stuff, you would think that would be all we have time for, but no, you would be wrong. We also have time to make awesome exclusive content for our patrons. That's right. Patreon.com slash all on podcast, uh, where folks tomorrow are going to get access to the round two fantasy draft. Uh, we did record it. It's fun. Go check it out. Um, and we also produce two exclusive weekly podcasts for Patreon. Uh, really good value for two guys. It ain't half bad. If you want to throw a few bones our way for our hard work, we really appreciate that. Uh, thanks would. to everybody who, who does that already. And hey, it's completely for free to sign up for the seven-day Golden Banana Tier free trial. You can go over there and check that out as well. Uh, and for our Triforce Tier supporters, they get discounts on our merch at bit.ly slash allinmerch. So uh, you can get a, a shirt, you can get a mug, you can get a sticker, and uh, we appreciate that. But if you don't have any bones to throw away, that's okay too. You can support this show for free. You can leave, if you're watching on YouTube, you can leave some comments. If you're on the podcast feed, you can drop some words, leave us five-star reviews. I will shout them out on whatever podcast service you're listening to us on. If it does offer those reviews, we appreciate that. And hey, that's free. So thank you guys so much. We appreciate you. Absolutely. I mean, we really do. We've been doing this for a very long time. And we've had such an amazing response uh, from all of you guys out there. So genuinely, thank you to all of our awesome legendary patrons, to everybody who has dropped words on whatever podcast service you listen to us on or here in YouTube or wherever you have dropped those words. Thank you guys so much for that. And to anybody who has just shared our content around this vast internet of ours, just we want to give you a massive namaste. Namaste. That's news, everybody. Thanks so much for hanging out. Lockleth and Bowser were here in the chat. I appreciate y'all for coming through. Uh, hope y'all have a great weekend. Hey, tomorrow um, we again have the the fantasy draft hitting the Patreon for everybody uh, on there. And of course, the, the main show goes live uh, tomorrow as well. Links to the podcast and the Patreon are in the video description if you're watching us here on YouTube. Yes. In the show notes if you're, yes. uh, if you're listening on your podcast feed. Uh, tomorrow we're doing the Indie Showcase on Oxen Free 2. We're doing the top five announcements from LRG3. And we're doing a 40-year retrospective uh, to celebrate 40 years. It doesn't take us 40 years to do the retrospective. No, it's, it's literally on... going to be 40 years long. <laughs> Seth yeah. has been editing it forever. Oh my gosh. Uh, on 40 years of the of the Famicom, uh, which, was, which was a lot of fun as well. So got a good show for y'all tomorrow. Hope you tune in. Uh, and yeah, we'll see y'all next week. Bye-bye. Have a great Friday, everybody. 